Well, come on now. If that song doesn't get you fired up, then I don't know what in the world will. Come on now. Who's excited to be worshiping today with their family? Maybe you're sitting in the living room. Maybe you're watching this on a broadcast or a rebroadcast. Maybe you're walking on a treadmill right now. But come on now. Who's excited to be worshiping the Lord together today? No matter where you find yourself today, we are so thankful it's your worst brother. Maybe you're somewhere across the country. Maybe you're right here in Kentucky. Maybe you're across the world. It doesn't matter. We believe that no one's here by accident. You did not stumble upon this sermon or message or worship experience by accident. So no matter how you find this, maybe someone shared it in a Facebook post or, or someone sent you this link to watch it. Here's what we believe, that God wanted you to have this today, that he wants you to, to open up your heart to what he may want to speak in your life. So man, I'm excited about today. I have been sitting down and teaching for the last several weeks, but I have to get up and stretch my legs and grab my mic and preach today because I'm super excited about the word that I believe that God wants to speak into your life. I'm telling you, this series, The Way of Jesus, has been one of, hands down, one of my favorite series. I've enjoyed it so much of just studying the text, learning the text, learning more about Jesus, learning more about how people would respond in the first century. I've enjoyed it myself. God has convicted me and spoke to me through the teaching of his word, even myself. You know, a lot of times someone says, Pastor, what, what, do, you, what do you come up with this stuff? It's because God, God is convicting me and speaking into my life. And what I want to preach from is really just an overflow of what he's been teaching me. And listen, I'm in this with you. We are learning as we go, as we walk through life, as we study the text, we learn the text, as we study about Jesus, love like Jesus, and ultimately lead like Jesus. So that's a good segue into what I want to show you right here. I've been using this for the last couple of weeks. My son, Logan, three years ago, he made this for me. He said, Dad, would you put it in your office? Absolutely, son. I will put it in our office. If you're watching this, you can actually see this. But this logo is not a barcode. I've said it for the last several weeks. It actually has a purpose. And the purpose is every time you take a step and follow Jesus, your perspective changes. Your perspective grows. So the first step you take, we want you just to learn about Jesus. And you can learn about Jesus by watching our sermons or downloading the podcast, reading your Bible, jumping in a group, doing a Bible study with someone, or really just picking up your Bible and reading yourself. We want you to learn about Jesus. And if you do, we believe that your perspective will grow. And we ask you, we want you to love like Jesus. We talked about that for the last two weeks. How do you love like Jesus? What does it look like to love others the way Jesus loved them? Some of you, if you missed it, you need to go back and watch that. But what happens is your perspective change. One of the two greatest ways to show people you love them is to bless them and to be generous to them and to serve them. You want to love like Jesus. And today we're going to talk about leading like Jesus. It's the end of the series, the way of Jesus. And I'm telling you what, I'm really super excited. I pray that the Lord would use this to speak mildly into your life. Now, the mission of Better Life Church. Now, every church has a mission. You know that. And every church honestly has the same mission. Now, they may have a different vision of how they carry out their mission, but every church has the same mission. Our mission, we say it like this. Our mission is to help people, help you follow Jesus so that you can experience an abundant life, a full life, a better life than you've ever dreamed of. Now, some of you may say, where did you get the mission from? <laughs> Folks, we got it right here from God's word. That mission is for every church, is to help people follow Jesus, make disciples, however you want to state it, but it's right here in the text. We want to help People follow Jesus so they can experience abundant life, a full life, a better life than they've ever dreamed of. Now, here's what I know about you. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, I know 
there's two purposes in your life, at least two. Do you know that? Most people go to their grave not knowing what their purpose is. I know that God has at least two purposes for your life. One purpose is a unique, specific purpose that God allowed you to be born. You didn't have to be born, but God chose you. You can't, listen, you can't choose the family you're born into. You can't choose the skin color you're born into. You can't choose the nationality you're born into. You can't choose the country that you're born into. God in his sovereignty thought about you, placed you on this playground that we call planet Earth for a purpose and a reason, a specific reason. On April 26, 1977, God said it's time for Daniel Lucas to be born in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. And he placed me right there at that very moment. He could have picked thousand years from now for me to be born. He could have picked a thousand years before I was born to say, this is the time. Why? Because I have a unique, specific purpose, a role for Daniel to play in my redemption plan. Every single one of you watching or listening today, you have a unique, specific purpose, and you need to discover, God, what's my purpose? Why did you allow me to be born? There is a reason, at least one, I know of. Two, there's another purpose you have. And every single Christian on the planet, every single follower of Jesus on the planet has this mission. Now, I'm about to tell you what that is. Like, I'm literally good. So like, what's my purpose? I'm going to tell you what your purpose is. So what you, I want you to do, I want you really quick. We can't pause this right now because it's live. But I want you to really quick, I want you to go grab something because I want you to write this purpose down. This is one of the purposes for your life. So go ahead, I'll take a break. Go ahead, I'll wait for you. Go grab it. Make your kid go pick you up. Say, look at your kid sitting on the sofa. Say, go grab me a pen right now. I got to write this down because Pastor Darren's about to give me my purpose. I'm gonna write, get your pen. I'm going to wait on you right now. I'm going to give you a moment. Go find this because, or get your phone out because you're on it anyway, surfing while I'm preaching. It's okay. If you're at home, you can do that. All right. And so, so I want you to grab your notes because I'm, I'm going to tell you your purpose and I want you to type it right there in your notes so that you can always remember this is at least one of your purposes. Are you ready? Here it is. It's profound. It's going to change your life. Let me tell you what your purpose is. Your purpose, at least one of them, is this. To help people follow Jesus so they can experience an eternal life, an abundant life, a better life than they've ever dreamed of. Right there you go. You're like, come on, Pastor, really? That is your purpose. Our church's purpose and mission is your mission. And we want you to get on mission with Jesus. We want you to fulfill that purpose. It is your responsibility as a Christian. It is your mission as a Christian to help everyone sitting there with you right now follow Jesus, to help people you work with, people you go to school with, people that you, you play ball with, is to help them follow Jesus so they can experience an abundant life, a full life, eternal life, a better life than they've ever dreamed of. That is your mission. So the church's mission is the same as your mission, is to help people follow Jesus. And let me tell you what, I get up every single day of my life wanting to help you follow Jesus. We as a staff, as a church, think, how can we help you follow Jesus? We believe that following Jesus is just a series of next steps. And everyone has a next step. Maybe your next step is to learn about Jesus. Maybe your next step is to start to serve others and start loving like Jesus. And your next step is to learn how to lead others the way Jesus led them. You have a next step to take, and you're also called to help other people take that next step. So, Pastor, why do you want me to follow Jesus? Is it so that you can, like, pack the, the facility out, and you can grow a large church, and you can become a mega church? <laughs> That's always hilarious when people say that you're just trying to grow a church. You just want to make, you know, a church a large church. Is that really the motive behind it? Pastor, you just want me to follow Jesus because you just, the church just wants my money. 
That's one of the funniest ones, Mel. We I hear that all the time. The church just wants my money. Listen to me. Anytime someone says that to you, that the church just wants the money, here's what you know. One, they have a shallow heart and they have a greedy heart. You don't hear generous people going, they just want my money. When you hear people say that, when they say, well, they just want my money, it's because they're greedy. They got greed in their heart. So you can call them out and say, hey, pastor told me to say that you, you're, your heart, you're, you're, you're pretty shallow heart. You got a greedy heart there and see how they respond. I love it. But just see how it goes. Because that's ridiculous. If God wants your money, he would beat you up and take your money. I don't need your money. I don't want your money. You don't give to the church. You give through the church. And because of your faithfulness and your generosity, we have been able to help with almost $20,000 in the last two months with people's needs around here. You ain't giving to us. You're giving through it. It's just a conduit to the blessed people. Right. I get caught up in all that, but don't worry about it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. You want me to tell you why I want you to help, why I want to help you follow Jesus? Because I want you to turn right around and help other people follow Jesus. That's where you become a disciple maker. As we disciple and disciple others, they begin to disciple and disciple others. I'm telling you what, that can absolutely change, change this entire world, this entire region for the better if all of us will do that. I've got one verse for you today, one verse. That's right, one verse. It's gonna be a short message because, man, it's, I believe that the urgency and the passion is gonna just flow right through the screen into your TV, and I want you to catch this. I want you to catch the passion and the urgency of this message today. One verse, well, actually a couple verses, but one passage, Matthew chapter 28. So grab your Bible or your phone, go to Matthew chapter 28. If you're ready to get started, I wanna hear you say it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to say it myself, even though nobody's going to say it to me. Let's go. Matthew chapter 28. This passage is known as the Great Commission. Now, Matthew's not the only one who talks about the Great Commission. This is where we go. Mark talks about it. In fact, Luke writes about it in Acts 1-8, that you're to be my witness in, in, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. This is part of that speech when Jesus is speaking to all. So you got to take all the Gospels and put together. One talks about if you're going to go, you got to have this repentance. you got to ask people to repent. you got to teach people the ways to obey me. you got to be a witness for me. So you can't just take Matthew 28 as the Great Commission without lining up the other Gospel writers of Mark and Luke and so forth as you look at it in its totality. Now, I don't have time, as I had the last few days, a few weeks actually, walking through verse by verse, breaking down the background of the customs. But I do have a thing here I do want to share with you, and I want you to catch this urgency. So in Matthew 28, actually starting in verse 18, it says this, Then Jesus came up and said to them, Who do, who's them? Who's them? The disciples. He's speaking with the disciples. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples. Now, the imperative here. And the act of impairment is make disciples. But so many of us get caught up on the word go. I'm gonna come back to that just in a moment. Therefore, go and make disciples of what? All nations. Literally means all people who are in groups. Every people group, every tribe, every people group, every nationality, we are called to go to every one of them and make disciples. Baptizing them or literally immersing them, it says. Immersing them in the name. Now, I don't have time, but just so you could go study yourself. That word in, usually in the Greek, almost everywhere is translated into, not just the word in. So you are to immerse them into the name. What name? Whose name? The name of what? The name of the Father. What's his name? He has many names. Again, I don't have time to jump into all that. But you're to immerse them into what? The name. So it's not so much a formula where you baptize people. And we say that right in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we baptize people. It's not really given as a as a formula, but he said, listen, I want you to go. God gave me all the authority. I've got the authority. 
We talked about that before. God gave him the authority to give this great commission. Immerse them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I want you to, don't forget, making disciples is the imperative. Here's a byproduct. As you make them, you're going to teach them. Teach them what? To obey what? My commands. What I've called you and asked you to do. But don't worry about it. And remember this. I will always be with you. I will always be wherever you go. Into the locker room, into your co-worker's office, into the family member's house, into your worst enemies. Wherever you go, I'm with you. And I will empower you and give you the words that I want you to say. Now, when you go back, if you look at verse 19, it says, therefore go. Who is to go? Who is to go? Well, that's what we pay the pastor for, right? That's what the pastors are supposed to do. The pastors are the one to go. Is that what he says? Well, it's the church staff. Only the church staff goes. They're the ones, right, in a full-time ministry, so it's the church staff. Or it's the elders, they're the ones that go. It's the deacons, they're the ones that go. It's the missionaries, because it says go, right? That's when we commission missionaries. They are to go. Who is to go? You want me to tell you who this is given to, this commandment? This ain't the great suggestion, it's the great commission. You know who, whose commandment that's given to? Watch this. Every single believer on the planet, every single Christian on the planet, this has been their command. This is the purpose. It's to go make disciples. Let's say it like this, to help other people follow Jesus. You have been commanded by God. I don't care if you're a pipe fitter, a stay-at-home mom, a banker, a nurse, a doctor, a school teacher. It doesn't matter. You have been commanded by God to help other people follow Jesus. That's why this is our mission. It's the same mission as the church. Every Christian has the same mission. And that is to help people follow Jesus and to become, watch this, an apprentice of Jesus. We are to go. Now, here's the question. How do I go? Like, you mean I got to take off work for a week and go do a mission trip? That's not what he's saying, but that's a great idea. Maybe you need to do that. Does that mean I need to go and, and serve in a community and serve like, at a, at a, like a project and help do cleanup and paint and build porches? Maybe, but that's not the context. See, a lot of times we stand up and we say, ready, and we give a charge. Let's go, and we go on a mission trip. Let's go and serve that community. Let's go and rebuild that city. Great speak, but that's not the context. You know what Jesus says? Literally, you know what the word go means? Literally, it means from here to there. So Jesus says it like this. Therefore, since I've got all the authority from heaven, when you go from here to there, make disciples. When you go from literally place to place, you are to help people follow after my son Jesus. You're to help people follow Jesus. What do you mean by that? Will you go from here to school, from school to the locker room? Will you go from here to Walmart, from here to your workplace? As you go through life, you have been called to help people follow Jesus. So listen to me. You can't say, well, I just don't know enough about the Bible. Well, I'm just not in the full-time ministry. I'm not a pastor, a deacon, an elder. I'm not a missionary. Oh, yes, you are. You have been commissioned, and watch this. You have been ordained by God. Look at the person sitting beside you and say, you've been ordained. Tell them. You may not have a certificate, but you've been ordained. God has ordained you to go and take the gospel to the world. You have. 
You have, let that sink in right there, wherever you're watching this or saying, you have been commissioned by God as you go through life as a teacher, as you go through life as a pipe fitter, as you go through life on a church staff, as you go through life as a stay-at-home mom, as you go through life as a teacher, a hairdresser. It doesn't matter. As you go from the here to there, it's your commandment to be a disciple maker, to help other people follow Jesus. Now, let me ask, are you aware of that? Like, are you really helping people follow Jesus and what you say and how you act and what they see from you? Are you inviting, are you actually doing that? Are you helping other people follow Jesus? Well, that's just the church's mission. Listen to me, honey, that is your mission. And that comes straight from Jesus himself, commanded right to your living room. You have been commanded to make disciples, to help other people follow Jesus. Could you imagine 2,000 plus people in this region who calls Better Life Church to the home church got serious about helping people follow Jesus? It's nothing just fancy we put up on the wall. We want it to be happening down the hall in your house, in my house, in this house. That's the mission. Help you follow Jesus so you help other people follow Jesus so everybody experience eternal life, a better life than they've ever dreamed of as you go through life. So don't make the excuse anymore. Well, I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not on staff. and I'm not went to seminary. I don't know much about the Bible. Oh, no, no, no. Every single believer in the planet is included in that commandment. As you go through life, make disciples, make apprentices, help people follow Jesus. Just as Jesus did with his disciples for three years, and they mimic Jesus, Paul says it like this. And this has always been one of the things in my heart, like um, I just don't have the, the courage to, or the boldness to even say that, but here's what Paul says. He looked right at his followers, his apprentices, who he was leading, and here's what he said to them. You follow me as I follow Jesus. As I mimic Jesus, you mimic me. And man, that has just floored me to be, to be so bold, to be so in step with Jesus, to be walking so closely with Jesus that I can look at you and say, as I follow Jesus, you follow me. Because he's never gonna lead me astray and I'm gonna do my very best never to lead you astray. That's very powerful. Can we say that? And we're wondering why we're not making disciples or helping people follow Jesus. Now, when you go about helping, if you go to our mission, helping, there's all kinds of ways we could help. Some of the ways that people help us all these physical needs, and we do that. We have invested and donated and, and, and uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars into people's physical needs. Did you know that? Because of our generosity as a church. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in physical needs to help people. We've also helped people with emotional needs, get back on their feet emotionally with counseling and financial counseling and things that we can help people. So it's not just a physical need and an emotional need. And those are the two biggest things quickly when people think, well, I need to go help someone, I'll help them physically. Maybe I can help them and be a friend and be emotionally. But let me tell you what the greatest need that people need is spiritual needs. We can, we can help people physically and we can help people emotionally and we can help people financially, but people need spiritual needs. They need to be reconciled with an almighty God because here's the truth. Every single person on the planet, listen to me, needs Jesus. Every person. 
I want you to think right now of your worst enemy. I'm sorry, I brought them back to your mind. I understand that, but let me tell you something. They need Jesus. Some of you sitting right there on the sofa in the living room with your family. You could be a teenager, you could be a husband or your wife. Doesn't listen. You're sitting right there. You might be watching this while you're working out. Have no idea how you found this, but I believe God brought you here. Listen to me. You need Jesus. You need Jesus because only he can radically change your life. Every person on the planet needs Christ. How come? Because Romans 3.23 says, for everyone has sinned and everyone has missed the mark. Everyone has fallen short of God's glory. So there's no way for us to get to heaven so God came from heaven to earth and he sent his son for you and for me. So that if we would put our faith and trust in Jesus, not our works because you can never be good enough. All fallen short. You, now listen, you may be better than other people, but there's always someone better than you. And even the best of the best still miss it and they fall short of God's glory. That's why God sent his son. There was no other way. Every single person on the planet needs Jesus. Why? Because God loves every single person on the planet. Every person. Will you, you let that? There, there's some very wicked people in our world but God so loved the whole world. Even while we were still yet in our sin and he died for us, he sent his only son that whoever believes in his name will never perish, will never die, but they'll have everlasting eternal life. God loves every single person and he wants them to come to faith in Christ. In fact, 1 Timothy 2, 4 says that, that, is, that God wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. Did you know that? Even your worst enemy, even the person who hurt you and wronged you, God still wants them to be in his family. He still wants the gospel to be preached to them. As 1 John tells us, he is the sacrifice for our sins, talking about Jesus. He not only takes away our sins, but watch this, the sins of the world. And we need to, watch this, point people to Jesus. So here's my final question. What can I do? Like literally, what can I do? How can I help people? I don't know much about the Bible. I've I, I not been to seminary. I not have a Bible class. I've not went through an evangelism one-on-one class or shared Jesus without fear class. I've not, not completed a certificate. I mean, I, I, how do I do this? I'm just a teenager. I'm just, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I, I, I just work at the school. I really can't talk about much. How, how do I literally help people find and follow Jesus? One of my great pastor friends, mentors, Greg Orham, that's the mission of their church. Help people find and follow Jesus. That's good. How do you do that? How can we as a community of faith, a believer of faith, help people follow Jesus? Well, this is not on the screen. I don't have points on the screen, but I do want you to write this down. In fact, what I'm about to say, I pray, I pray that God burns it onto your heart. Let me show you the greatest way to help people follow Jesus. Are you ready for it? I want you to write this down. The greatest way to help people follow Jesus is to show people Jesus. And the way you show people Jesus is how you live, how you speak, how you act and behave 
And when people see Jesus in you, watch this, it will draw them to the gospel. I'm going to be very honest with you. You know what the problem is with most people who call themselves Christians? We don't show people Jesus. We don't show them Jesus. They don't see Jesus in us. Why? We cuss just as much as they cuss. We drink just as much as we, they drink. We smoke just as much as they smoke. We watch stuff just as much as they watch stuff. You can't tell the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. And we're trying to show people Jesus. You're trying to reach your friends at work and your family members and they see what you tweet about and what you write about and what you post about. And then you come here on a Sunday and you get together and you wave your hanky and you lift your hand, you worship Jesus, but do you talk like that and post stuff like that and act like that? No wonder they don't want to follow Jesus. We can't tell the difference between Christians and the world. And we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be rebels. This ain't our home. We're supposed to live differently by showing people love and grace and mercy. And we wonder why our friends and our family and people won't come because they watch how we act. They see us and we don't show Jesus. Why do we need Jesus? Let me tell you the greatest way, ladies, for you to win your husbands to the Lord, show them Jesus. Let me tell you what, sir, who is separated in your marriage right now, the greatest way that you can Win back your marriage and your wife to the Lord. Show her Jesus. Show him Jesus. Listen to me, teenager. You're like, well, I can't make disciples. I'm a teenager. Are you kidding me? When you go back to school, if we go back to school, I don't know when that's going to look like what happened. Did they see Jesus at school in you? Or are you right there with the crowd making fun of the people? who they're making fun of, saying the same dirty jokes that they say, listen to the same filth that they listen to. And you're going to be with them. We're not listening. You can't separate yourself from the world. We can be in the world. Jesus says, I've left you in the world, not to be part of it, but to show the world love and grace and mercy. Listen to me, teenagers. Can they see Jesus in you? Middle schooler, can they see Jesus in you? Don't think, just wait till I go off to college someday and I'll get into a collegiate ministry and then I'll be able to show people Jesus. Start now showing people Jesus. I just talked to our youth pastor this week. He says, listen, our student ministry now has so much momentum. We got one of the greatest classes that are coming up. He says, we can't wait to start meeting back together because there's going to be so much impact. They're going to impact our schools. That gets me fired up. That gets me fired up. You can do it middle school and high school student. You can do it. Show people Jesus. Here's another one. Talk about Jesus. When's the last time you just talked about Jesus? Well, that's just kind of awkward, pastor, just to talk about Jesus. No, it's not. You talk about stuff that you're in love with. I talk about sweet tea, hibachi, and L.A. and cookies. Can I get a witness? You know what I've been doing in this quarantine. I haven't drunk soda in like for five years and next thing I'm addicted to L.A. again. You got to pray for me. You talk about the things you love. 
Paul says it's the love of Christ that compels us to share the gospel. Here's the problem. We got a love problem with Jesus. Because if we love Jesus, we will love others and share Jesus with them. We don't talk about Jesus. You know why? Because we don't think about it until Sunday. I am always looking for opportunities to talk about Jesus. Just this week, I'm sitting here talking about, somebody introduced me to this lady, and I said, how long have you been? We've been here for 20 years and more. How long have you been here? Well, I actually came here in college. Well, originally, I'm from North Carolina, moved to Pike County when I was four years old. Came here as a college student, lived like a hill. In 1997, God radically changed my life. Went to Sarasville for a little short mission trip. God sent me right back here to start a church. We went from one family to two families, and now for the last 12 years, we got over 1,500 people showing up. Man, God's doing something great in my life. Within 60 seconds, I shared my story and my testimony, and she was like, wait, what? You asked, how did I get here? Jesus brought me here. You could talk about Jesus every single day of your life. We just don't talk about him. Let your Facebook flood with you talking about Jesus and how he fixed your marriage, broke your addiction, helped you out financially, how he brought your wayward kid home. Won't you do that? Start posting Bible verses and scripture, then the vision, and what you're more concerned about, your, about the right or about the left. Point people to Jesus. He's the Savior of the world. Not no Democrat or Republican. Jesus is the Savior of the world. We need to talk about Jesus. We also need to invite people to Jesus. You can do that by inviting somebody to watch the sermon. You can do that by inviting somebody to be in your small group. Here's you an idea. Through the month of June, why don't you find a family member or a friend that don't go to church or they're kind of in and out in church? Why don't you invite them over on a Sunday and say, come on, why don't you come over? We're going to watch the service together. We'll have lunch together as a family and your friends. You go hang out with them anyway. Bring them over to your house and hang out. Say, come on, we're going to watch the service together. Why? Because I'm going to do whatever it takes to get them to take their next step and follow Jesus. See how simple that is? You don't have to have a Bible degree a seminary degree. You don't have to have the title of pastor. You've already been ordained. You've been commissioned by God to go. Go as you're going through life. Invite people and make disciples and explain to them what it means to follow Jesus. Why? Because here's your mission. You want to help them learn about Jesus. You want to help them love like Jesus. And eventually, you want to help them lead like Jesus, where he begins to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples or help people follow Jesus, that help people follow Jesus, that help people follow Jesus. And I'm here to tell you what, if 1,500 plus people who call Better Life Church, their home church, got really excited about this and real about this and passionate about this to help people in this community and this region follow Jesus, we can change the entire world. Are you helping people follow Jesus? Are you following Jesus yourself so they and you can experience a better life? Now listen to me. I'm going to go on and tell you in advance. You're going to have different responses. We've talked about this before. You're going to have different responses. Some people are going to be closed-hearted. They ain't going to listen to a word you say. You keep planting the seed. Some people are going to have a distracted heart. Ah, well, pastor, you know, ah, you know, a friend or a family, ah, Sundays are really just my only days off with the family. Man, summer's in. And I remember going to the lake now because we can get out of the house. And I just, I really don't have time to jump in your group. I don't have time. They're going to be distracted by the things of the world. But you keep planting the seed. You keep inviting. You keep asking. And then you're going to have some shallow heart. Yeah, sure, I'll come to church with you. You'll plant a seed, but then in two or three weeks you'll see them go astray and never see them again. You keep planting because eventually you're going to find a heart 
that that seed's going to follow. It's going to fall on. And it's going to be fertile. And God is going to grow that seed. And God's going to change their life. And God's going to save them. Watch this. Because you scattered the seed. Because you took the commission to help people follow him. So my challenge to you is you go do what's possible. What's possible? Learn about Jesus, love like Jesus, and lead other people to Jesus. That's possible. You can do that. You can do that. But you got to leave the impossible to him. Only he can open their eyes. Only he can save them. I can't save you. If I could save you, I've done lassoed you up and saved you. I can't save you. You can't save anyone. But God through you, speaking truth, showing truth, showing people Jesus, begin to prick at their heart. And through your life and through your lips and through your actions and through your deeds and through your post, people will come to faith. You can do this. And here's the last thing. We should consider it a privilege that the creator of the universe, the God of the universe, allows us to be in the process of reaching people for him. That should get you excited. It gets me excited. So I'm going to leave you with this question. Actually, too. Are you following Jesus? And are you helping other people Follow Jesus. I'm asking you to bow your heads just for a moment. Just for a moment. I actually was reading this morning. October the 10th, 1871, I believe it was. The great evangelist, the great preacher, D.L. Moody was preaching on a Sunday night and roughly around about 9 p.m. he began to hear some bells go off and fire alarms and fire trucks and sirens and at the close of the service he stopped he said I want every single person to evaluate your relationship with Jesus And I want you to think about it all week long. And I want you to come back next week and respond to the gospel. He never knew that night that the majority of every person who left the church never came back because they died in one of the greatest fires ever, the Chicago fire. And to his deathbed, it haunted him that he delayed an invitation to people. And that moment changed him that he would never stop talking about Jesus and he would never stop inviting people to Jesus because you never know when it is their last moment and their last breath. And my prayer is that God will rekindle that fervency and that urgency in every single one of us. That life is short and hell is too hot for us to sit around and play church and not to show people Jesus, talk about Jesus, but invite people to Jesus. And so maybe that's you, sir. 
Maybe that's you, ma'am, sitting there right now, knowing that if the Lord would call your name today, that you would die separated from Him. Have you given your life to Jesus? Don't delay. Today is the day of salvation. And right there where you sit right now, you can give your life to Jesus. On a treadmill, driving down the road, listening to this with your family around, watching it on TV, doesn't matter, right now. If that's you, I want you to pray with me. Saying a prayer does not save you, but your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. And right now, will you pray this? Say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you died for me. I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And today I repent of my sin and put my faith in you. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And if that's you, when you pray that, listen to me right now, I don't, I don't, listen, maybe you don't have an opportunity to put in the chat line. I want you to put in the chat right now. Today, I just prayed with you, pastor, and gave my life to Jesus. And just in a moment, our hosts are going to come back up and they're going to give you a cell phone number, a number that I want you to text the word life to. And here's what happens. That lets us know that you just gave your life to Jesus. If you don't want to do any of those, would you at least do this? Email me right now. Pastor at betterlife.church and say, Pastor, I just gave my life to Jesus. I want to know so I can pray with you and celebrate the life change that's about to come your way. As we conclude this series, The Way of Jesus, don't you ever forget the urgency. At the end of the day, you have been commanded to make disciples, followers of Jesus. Our church's mission is one of your missions, is one of your purpose in life. Now, parents, go help your children follow Jesus. Children, go help your friends follow Jesus. Bankers, co-workers, coaches, teachers, pipe fitters, bullet makers, doesn't matter. You help people follow Jesus so they can experience a better life, eternal life with Him. Father, thank you so much for the life change that's happening today. Thank you so much for the urgency and passion. I pray that right now through the TV, through the sound waves, through technology, that even though they're not in this room, they can just sense the urgency of the gospel and the fervency and the passion that needs to take the gospel to a lost, wicked, dying, warped world. God, use us to be the people of God. Use us that are set apart, that are holy. We are peculiar people. This is not our home. This is not our word. I pray that the world will see a distinction by those who call you Father, by those who, who follow after you. That God, that we don't look like the world, that we're different from this world with love and grace and mercy that points the world to you. And may you get glory from all that's about to happen. We love you, Jesus. For it's your name we ask and we pray. Come on, right now, everybody said, amen. What an incredible message this morning from Pastor Daniel. You know, there's one word that just really keeps resonating with me, and that word is today. 
right now where you are in your living room today, you can begin to learn about Jesus. Whenever we begin to open up or get to go outside or you know, even right now with your family, you can love like Jesus and, and we every single day are just trying to just lead others to Christ. And I got to think, you know, I have been going to the grocery store some, Jordan, and I see the cashiers and you just see, I mean, they have just really gone through so much. But how we even treat them can be their one way into just understanding who Jesus is, getting to experience His love, His mercy, and His grace. Oh my goodness, there's just so many opportunities that we're given just to love on people today even. And whether that's like you said, the grocery store, or our family like that we're with daily, or even what we're posting online, that was yeah. huge to me. I know online I see a lot of just division, whether it's politics or conspiracies, just so many things are dividing people, but how much are we posting that's pointing people to Jesus? And that was just very encouraging for me. Absolutely. It's just been an incredible series, but if you were with us today and you prayed that prayer to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please let us know and text LIFE to the number on the screen today. We want to celebrate with you. We want to connect with you, and we're just so excited about what God is about to do in your life. And from this message, I know there are tons of next steps that we all can take from this. And if you want to look into any of the next steps that we offer here as a church, I encourage you to go to betterlife.church slash next steps. Because I know from that message, there's so many next steps just going through my head. And we all have something that we can grow and continue to learn from Jesus. Absolutely. And if you we are, if you are interested in giving uh, through Better Life Church, you know, we are just so thankful for your generosity, especially during this time as Pastor Daniel said we've been able to help uh, help people throughout this time donating over twenty thousand dollars to those in need but you, if you are interested in in uh, in giving uh, to better life church we would just love for you to do that either through the app online uh, whatever way that you can we would just love uh, love to just be able to to continue to get your support to be used in this region to just help people follow Jesus. Well, guys, that was an incredible series that we just wrapped up, The Way of Jesus. We got to learn what it's like to learn about Jesus, to love like Jesus, and to lead like Jesus. But we're actually, next week, we're kicking off a new series, No Ordinary Family. And we'll get to sort of take these principles and apply them to what that looks like inside a family, what it looks like to lead a godly family, a family that's on mission with Jesus. And we, I just, I'm, I know I'm excited to jump oh, yeah. into that. And we can't wait to join you guys next week right here.